You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome back to your new puppies podcast. I'm Debbie. I know I've been away for a while, but I've been working on something super special, and I'm going to tell you all about it at the end of the episode so you can decide whether you want to stick around and hear all about it. But for now, we're going to dive right into today's topic. So this is episode 20, and we're going to talk about how to prepare for an emergency. So the type of emergency that I'm talking about is if you can't make it back to your home or if you have to evacuate your home. So this could be your own personal emergency, whether it's a medical emergency, a family emergency, even a work emergency, or something's happening in your home, you lose electricity, there's that ever-dreaded fire. Or it could also be something that's happening in your area, like a natural disaster, a flood, a fire, a really bad snowstorm, whatever it is. It really actually doesn't matter what the emergency is. The whole idea is that you are going to have to deal with a whole lot of things going on. If you can't get to your home or if you have to evacuate your home, when you have a dog, it can make that situation a lot more complicated. So I'm going to help you prepare for that emergency by making a plan. I know we are always told, make a plan, make a plan, make a plan for emergencies. But how many of us actually sit down and write one out? Now, my hope for you is that I'm about to completely waste your time and you will never need to use this plan. But on the off chance that you will need it, it is going to be so worth it because it's going to be one less thing you have to worry about because you already know what to do. All you're going to need is something to write with, whether it's a pen and paper or a document on your computer. And we're going to go through people, places, and things to write down, put in a safe place, and have ready. We are not going to be able to account for every single emergency that's going to happen. Just the nature of them, you know, they're unexpected. But I'm going to try to help you cast as wide of a net as possible. So we're going to start with making a list of people that can help us. So this is going to range from family to friends to neighbors and even professionals like a professional pet sitter or even a kennel. So you're going to want to think of them in three different categories. You're going to want people who can help you out in the short term. So maybe that's a neighbor that can come and let your dog out in the evening when you can't get back or take your dog in overnight. And then you're going to have to think of people who can help you in the long term. Maybe take care of your dog in your home for a longer period of time. Or take your dog into their home for a longer period of time. For me, this would be my sister. She lives 20 minutes away. And I know if I was in the middle of an emergency, she would be able to come to my house, take my dogs, and they'd be able to stay with her for a longer period of time. But that's not always good enough. You're going to have to think of three or four people in each of those categories. Some might be able to do short and long term, but you want as many people as you can think of because you never know who's going to be around 
You know, for me, if it's my sister, what if it's a family emergency? She's involved as well. So then I might need to go and ask a friend. So you want to be able to have multiple people you can ask. And remember, you're going to be in an emergency. So I have a second sister who really isn't a dog person. I don't understand it, but I respect it. But I know if I was really in an emergency, she would definitely help me out. And then the third category I want you to think about is people who don't live close to you. Like As I was talking about, my second sister lives an hour away. I would definitely put her on the list because depending on what the emergency is, your neighbor or your friend who lives 10 minutes away might be experiencing a similar emergency. If it's something where you need to get out of your area, not just your house, like flooding or a hurricane or some kind of weather, then you're going to want to also have people that might not be in your area to help you out. And this is also going to include, and once you have this list of people, so you might have five to 10 people on your list. I want you to also write down their phone numbers, hopefully more than one, and your relationship to them. And I'm going to explain why I want all this information down after we've walked through everything. The other thing you're going to have to think about is have a plan in place and write it down along with this list of how people will get into your house if you're not there. So you're stuck somewhere or you had to go somewhere and you weren't able to get back to your home and you need to ask somebody to let your dog out or go and get your dog or take care of your dog. Well, how are they going to get into the house? So just write it down. Even if it's as simple as I have a hide a key or I have a code to get into the garage, write it down just so it's there. Because as I mentioned before, we might think of these things when we're sitting down in the moment when we're calm and we're making the plan and we just shove it in the back of our mind. In the moment of an emergency, we're going to want it written down in front of us. Okay, so the next thing we're going to do is we're going to think of places you can go with your dog. So this might take a little bit of research because what I want you to do is to research hotels and places that will take your dog as well as you. So you might need to call your town and say, hey, if there's an emergency, what's the plan? What shelters are you providing for people? And are dogs going to be allowed? And then you also want to research hotels both in your area and way outside your area for the same reasons. This might be your own emergency that you have to just get rid of your, get out of your house, or it might be you need to get out of the area. And of course, some of the people we listed in the last step might be able to help us here as well. For example, I would probably be able to go and stay with my sister with my dogs if there was a need. But in case she's not available or for some reason I can't do that in that moment, I'm going to have a list of hotels that I can go check into with my dogs. And then again, we're going to write down as much contact information as possible. The name of the place, phone numbers, websites, etc. Now, before we move on to the last part of this list, which are the things, I want to talk quickly about professionals, like using a professional pet sitter or a dog boarder. This is another reason to develop a relationship with somebody you would pay to watch your dog, some kind of professional, whether it's a facility or a pet sitter. And I have two episodes on that. Episode 14 and episode 15 talks about how to find a pet sitter or a facility that's right for you. Now, if you don't typically use one, say you don't really travel or you have lots of friends and family that watch your dog for you, that's great. But you might want to develop a relationship with one just in case you do ever need them. 
in the case of an emergency. So maybe a couple times a year, you pay somebody, you board them somewhere, or you have a pet sitter come and watch your dog, even if you don't need them to because you have say a family member that helps you out. I bring this up because just this winter, we had a couple bad snowstorms in a row. I live in North Jersey, if you didn't already know that. And a lot of people were without electricity for a longer period of time. So they needed to find somewhere else to stay because no electricity, at least around here, means no heat and no hot water. Remember, this was a snowstorm, so it was in the middle of the winter. And I had people who have never been a client call me up and ask me if I could take their dog because they needed to leave their home. And I can't take new clients last minute like that. But I also had a couple current clients ask me if they could like drop off their dog in an hour. And I was able to do that because I already had a relationship. I already knew their dog. I was able to overbook myself because I was comfortable with all the dogs that were coming. I felt really bad having to say no to these people who needed my help, but I really just couldn't do it. And many pet professionals are going to be in that same situation. So it's good to have the relationship before the emergency actually happens. Okay, so let's get back to our list. The last thing I want you to write down is all the things you think you will need to pack for your dog. If you live in an area where, say, you have to evacuate maybe kind of frequently, like if you live on the coast of Florida where there's always hurricane warnings, and and I know if you actually live in Florida right now, you're probably laughing at me because I have family in Florida. You guys are tough. But if it's something that you might have to do on a semi-regular basis, it might be good to have these a separate bag of supplies just for this. But for now, we're just going to make a list. So some things that can go on this list are a leash, collar and tags, a crate. I am sure no matter where you have to go, if, and if your dog is crate trained and you have a crate, it's going to be easier to bring your dog somewhere. There are going to be a lot of shelters and a lot of hotels that are going to be more willing to take your dog if they're inside of a crate. A blanket just for comfort, food, bowls, and medications, anything else you can think of. Because you might not have to pack this in every situation, but to be able to have a list and be like, okay, I need this, 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 but not this. Again, having it written down to minimize the amount of decisions and the possibility of forgetting something important. Okay, so we went through people that can help places you can go, and things to pack. So I want you to, to make a nice list of all the information that goes along with all of these things that we've listed. Maybe it's a sheet of paper, maybe it's an index card, wherever it's going to fit. Now, if you did this on your computer, if you did electronically, I want you to print it out. I want you to have a hard copy because I know that is like old school but a piece of paper or an index card is impervious to technology. There's no worry about, do I have the internet? Do I have electricity? Is my phone dead? Did my laptop lose power? You have this hard copy. I like to put mine in my first aid draw. It just kind of makes sense to me. I'm going to remember right where it is if I ever need it. Now, before you put this in a safe place, I want you to take 
a picture of it. I know I just told you to print it out and now I'm telling you to take a picture of it because I want you to keep it on your phone. I want you to take a picture of it and whatever type of phone you have, whatever settings it has, put it in a place where it's kept, where it won't get deleted off your phone. I have mine marked as favorites. So I always know where it's going to be. I don't need to make it my wallpaper. I don't need to to be in front of me all the time, but you got to find a place where you're going to be like, I know exactly where that is when you need it. So this is just in case you need to reach out to somebody else to help you out. So you can send this picture to a friend saying, I need somebody to take care of my dog. Can you call these people for me? Or your husband can't find the list of things that you've made. Here's the picture of it. Or, you know, you're somewhere not home. You can't get a hold of your list. Well, you know what? It's right on your phone. Again, we're going to take a picture of it and hope that we can just forget about it. Okay, and then the last thing we're going to do is we're just going to look at this. We're going to take it out, look at it, ideally every six months, at least once a year. Maybe it's a New Year's ritual and and just make sure the information's up to date. Maybe a friend moved, maybe a number changed, maybe a hotel shut, shut down. Okay, so I'm just covering what you might have to think about having a dog. Of course, there's going to be a bunch of other things to think about. And maybe this even encourages you or inspires you to make that plan that you're always told to make, but you haven't gotten to it. So that's all I have for you for today. And no worries, I have more episodes planned. I do not plan on being away for a couple months again. And if you want to stick around, I will tell you why I was gone for that long and what I have in the works. I've developed a new online puppy course called Your Perfect Puppy. And I just finished up the beta testing And I had some amazing beta testers that gave me great feedback. So I'm making some improvements. I'm adding some lessons. And I know some of my beta testers are listeners. So hello and thank you so much for all of your support. And I'm hoping to have all of this done and ready by May. If you want more information, you can go to playtimepause.com forward slash puppy. There's some more details on that webpage. And you can also join the waiting list if you want to know exactly when it's going to be released. And that's all. You should be hearing from me soon. Until then, bye for now. Thank you for listening to your new puppies podcast. Learn more about us at playtimepause.com.